calling all podcasters, musicians, vloggers, and reporters, and everyone else who wants crystal clear recording that's super portable. The Shure Motive family of microphones makes studio quality audio that's as simple as plug and play. Many of the world's top podcasters rely on Shure, and with a Motive line of iOS and USB microphones, portability is now your friend. Imagine being able to get great audio quickly and easily from your phone, tablet, or computer. Simply visit Shure.com slash Motive to start getting great audio for your content now. That's S-H-U-R-E.com forward slash M-O-T-I-V. Welcome to the Hot Corner Show on the ISPS Radio Podcast Network with your host, Dr. Ray, the softball-playing chiropractor and the official chiropractor of ISPS, and Manuel T. Ferrero III, the commissioner of international slow-pitch softball. Listen to the Hot Corner Show every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Eastern right here on the ISPS Radio Podcast Channel. Call the show at 347-637-3978 and talk sports and health topics with Dr. Ray. Plus, slow-pitch softball from around the world with Manuel T. Ferrero III, fantasy sports, special guests, and more. Call the show now on the special guest call-in hotline at 347-637-3978. Now, bring your A-game, because you're about to experience the hot corner. All right, welcome in everybody. How we doing tonight? It's your host here, as always, each and every Wednesday night, Dr. Ray, the softball playing chiropractor. Want to welcome everybody into the hot corner here tonight. As always, we got a great show for you. I don't know how we pack it all into an hour, but we're gonna make it happen. I promise. We got a lot going on on, on the uh, show here tonight. Um, a lot of different things going on, real real time, a lot of uh, events for us to cover, a lot of fantasy sports for us to cover. Fantasy baseball is coming to a close. Fantasy football is just getting started. I know there's a lot of people out there that are wondering, what was I thinking in my draft, and why didn't I take this guy, and why did I take that guy? But we're going to get into all that, and of course, we're going to talk about uh, the health topic tonight. It's going to be the first of a three-part series uh, where we're going to talk about physical, chemical, and the the emotional side of your health, and we're going to talk about the physical side of the health tonight. Um, And then, of course, we're going to have uh, David Dwarf from CBS Miami uh, for our Sports Dwarf Minute here on the show, Um, and he's going to tell us all about fantasy and what's happening with the Dolphins from the inside. Um, Also, we have Tim uh, Gibbard from the movie The Fall League, Uh, so he's going to be joining us here in a moment. He's going to be our first segment. Uh, but before we get there, I want to go ahead and introduce um, our co-host and the man that makes it all possible, the commissioner of ISPS, Mr. Manuel T. Ferrero III. Thank you, Thank you Dr. Ray. How are you, Dr. Ray? How are you on this? Um, and it's a sad day over here in uh, Yankee Yankee country, man. Uh, the passing of uh, Yogi Berra, man. I'm, I'm kind of, uh, kind of sad, bro. What do you think about, about the passing of, of Yogi? Well, I tell you what, it, it's definitely a sad day. Um, but I know that he's up at that diamond in the sky right now, um, and, and one of those people that just brought a tremendous amount of joy to the game. Um, one of the one of the figures of the games, you know, still to this day, even at the age of 90 years old, I mean, he was still doing Geico commercials, I mean, just a couple years ago, you know what I mean? They'll give you cash, which is just as good as money, you know what I mean? Just another yogiism. So, uh, 
anyway, uh, 100% it's a sad day for Yankee Nation. I tell you what, it, it's it's a very happy day for me, nation, though. Be- baseball Nation, yeah, every, everything concerning baseball. But um, for me, I'm happy because I was actually able to go to work today. I was actually able to get up out of my bed today. I was actually able to, uh, <laughs> you know... <laughs> I got hit with some sort of a crazy virus. I don't know what it was, but I was two two days, 48 hours, literally in bed. But today I'm back at it. So um, I'm going to write a little bit about, uh, a little bit of a blog about what happened. I got hit with a stomach virus. I don't know if it was the flu or what, what it was, but I made a full recovery. I feel great today. Um, I'm going to be going to the gym after the show here and everything. Um, but that's something that I want you guys to know about because there's a lot of people out there that are getting it. Apparently, a friend of mine was in the hospital, said tons of people are coming in with that. Um, but I'm going to write up a little blog on that. So if you guys want to check out my website, look for that blog. It's 353heal.com. Um, and you're going to see what I did in order to make a full recovery in just two days from something like that. And, you know, Manny and I were supposed to play some golf on Monday morning, and I called him up. And it was 6.30, and, and I was like, Manny, I, I'm not going to make it. And uh, I think he thought I would just wanted to go back to sleep. Um, but then I sent him a picture of myself with an IV in my arm. And uh, <laughs> then, I think he, then he, I think he realized that I was serious. So tell me your side of the story, Manny. What were you thinking at 6.30 when I called you? Well, brother, I was getting ready. Uh, I was almost heading out the door when I got your message, and I was like, oh, great, this guy – He's going to sell out again like he always does. Um, but, man, you got lucky, man. I got to the golf course, and the night before, it had really rained down here in the city of Miami, and uh, the golf course was um, was closed up. So uh, you got lucky, man. We got to reschedule. We got to reschedule. Hey, but uh, well, I, tell I, you, I, to... I didn't get I did not get lucky. Let's just make that clear. I would have much rather gone to the golf course than been in bed for two days with what I had, but, uh, no, 100%, let, let's keep it moving. But I was, uh, I was able to, um, do a little bit of, uh, some chipping, I did some putting there on the, on the, uh, putting greens, um, but man, I would well, have that's good. Have, so... I would have loved to have gone and played, but, um, what can you say? No, but that's good you got some... Offer? It's good that you got practice. I mean, that way you might have a chance when we play next time. You know what I mean? Definitely, Doctor Ray. But anyways, going back to um, going back to uh, the passing of Yogi Berra, man. Poor, poor Yogi. Um, but God, God, um, rest his soul, man. Uh, man, ninety years old, Doctor Ray. What do you think? Let's go over. I wanted to. I saw this. Um, this article online, it had a bunch of the uh, top Yogi Berra yogiisms, but uh, I thought we could do the top five, bro. What do you think? That sounds good, and, and I'll add In another one to it. I'll, I'll do another one, um, and I'll start you off with my favorite one, um, and this is one that I've I've always said, and, and even though it's a yogi, and, and, and uh, the reason why I love yogiisms is because even though they sound like they're just I don't know, just very, it's just a completely different perspective. But they're so true when you think about it. I mean, it's so simple, but it's so true. It's it's so simple, but it's so deep. I mean, my favorite one really is it's not over until it's over. You know, I, I mean, 
you could be down 13 runs in the bottom of the six. And then in softball, you come up and you score 17 runs and, and you get them three and out the next inning and you win the game, you know, but it's not over until it's over, you know? So that's my favorite. Yogi that's a great but one. Let's, that is a great one. Let's, yeah, let's go hit the top five though. Go ahead and, and let's read them, Manny. Let's do the top five Yogi Berra yogiisms. And uh, on Twitter, if you're following us on Twitter at Dr. Ray T or at ISPSO, uh, let us know which one's your favorite. Um, number five, and Dr. Ray, I'm going to read to you each one. You tell me what you think, and you tell me if it's genius or not. These are all genius in my opinion, but uh, it's, a, it's a different type of genius. It's a yogiism genius. Uh, number five, when you come to a fork in the road, take it. <laughs> I love it. I mean, <laughs> what can you say? I mean, honestly, like I said before, it, it, it sounds dumb, but at the <laughs> same time, it's so smart. I mean, you know, when you come to a fork in the road, either way, you're going to end up taking it. I think the whole point here is it doesn't matter where you go. Just be decisive and just go, you know, just make it happen. Right. Do it. Go. Just do it. Like Nike. They should have used a yogi. Anyways, uh, number <laughs> four, if you can't imitate him, don't copy him. Yeah, again, and, and I'm going to end up saying the same thing for all of these. You know, just it, it sounds dumb, but it's very it's very true. It's just too complex in a way that it's it's like only a Yogi Berra mind would be able to understand. You know, but if you can't imitate them, don't copy them. To me, what this means is basically if you don't have the, the same skill set or the same whatever the case is, be yourself. Don't try to be somebody that you're not. Don't try to be something that you're not. Just be you. And, and, and you know, there's no sense in trying to be something that you're not. Dude, each one of these sounds like a like an old baseball coach I used to have back in the days, like uh, for Padma de Junco. Padma de Junco was an old Cuban uh, Cuban association down here in Miami, Florida, in the city of Miami. And I remember this guy, my coach, and this sounds exactly like him, you know. It's like, hey, if you can't imitate him, don't copy him. Ah, you know, it, it sounds just like an old baseball coach, you know. Um, Dr. Yep. Ray, number three. You can observe a lot by just watching. Genius. That's genius. It really is. I mean, uh, again, so simple, but yet there's so much meaning here. I mean, how many people just don't pay attention to what's going on right in front of them? I, I mean, I think another way to say this is, you know, sometimes the things that are the most important are right underneath your nose, you know, and, and a lot of times we don't realize that. Number two. We made too many wrong mistakes. <laughs> I tell you, this one doesn't need any type of translation. I mean, this one it's is like just straightforward. Off. It's just right there. It's just in your face. You know what I mean? It, it, it's just it is what it is. You know what it reminds me of? Like um, Forrest Gump logic, you know, Forrest Gump genius, um, you know, all those little quirky little quotes from the Forrest Gump movie, it's kind of like the same, like these little yogiisms. And number one, Dr. Ray, so I'm ugly. I never saw anyone hit with his face. And it's it's true. In baseball 
or pretty much in anything. You really don't need to be beautiful. I mean, unless you're going to be a model, and, and even if so, something, you know, sometimes there's ugly models and they still make it. Um, but uh, it, it's it's on you, I guess, or your talent or your, your skill, you know. Correct, Dr. Ray? I, I mean, I couldn't agree anymore. You know, it doesn't it, – it's on the inside. It, it's the heart, you know, especially when you're talking about sports. It, it's the heart that matters, you know. The, the looks The looks ain't it. You know, you could be, you could, you, you could be, uh, what do they call it? You know, a bus, a bus team, you know, when the team gets off the bus and you're like, oh my God, look at these guys. And then, you know, they play like, like little girls. Sorry, no offense, but you know what I mean? And, uh, you know, that's just the way it is. It's there's looks can be intimidating, but there's nothing to it. It's just a look. And, and really what it's all about is, the person that's inside and, and the person that, that's that's making it happen and, and the heart that they have. So, you know, again, Yogi was on point with all these. Uh, and, again, as you mentioned, a very sad day. Um, and I'd like to actually, if, if we can, Manny, just observe, uh, you know, a couple seconds of silence for, for Yogi and for his family and, and for all the baseball fans out there. So let's just take a, a couple seconds here um, and, and just say a little prayer for him for a moment. Frontier Spine and Healthcare brings you the cutting edge in healthcare with all the newest research and techniques in natural medicine. Although many people share the same symptoms, they all have them for different reasons. Using thorough physical examination and the newest technology in diagnostic testing, we can truly discover why you have the symptoms you do. Remember that good doctors know what you have, but great doctors know why. Call 786-353-HEAL or click www.353heal.com to schedule your appointment and experience the future of medicine today. Predictive, preventive, and personalized. Frontier Spine and Healthcare. Area code 786-353-HEAL or www.353heal.com. All right, and we are back after that. Um, so, again, moving on here now, we're going to go ahead and hit our first guest of the night. Uh, we are here now with with Tim from the movie The Fall League. Uh, we want to go ahead and welcome him in. Hey, Mammy, how are you Tim, doing? We... Hey, there he is. Hey. Hey, Tim. Hi, how are you? Thanks for having me on tonight, guys. No problem, man. Thank you for uh, thank you for being on the show with us tonight. And Tim, what's up with the fall league? I haven't spoken to you in a couple months. What's been going on with the movie? Well, we've um, <clears throat> got a couple things coming up, and one of one of the things uh, this weekend uh, we're going to be um, screening at the Baseball Hall of Fame in Cooperstown. Uh, we were selected for their baseball film festival. And so that's one way to get to the Hall of Fame, right? We're really excited about it. Nice. Definitely. That's a good way to get into the Hall of Fame. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was listening to your um, the earlier part of the show there, and I, I'm sure that uh, 
they're going to have something special at the hall this weekend um, in regards to Yogi, one of my all-time favorite baseball players. And so this will make it even a little bit more special for us. Oh, definitely. Wow, what a special time to be at the uh, Baseball Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Now, we'll also... So, uh, um, so, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead, Tim. It sounded like you had something you were coming with. Well, I was also going to say that we also... Um, that film festival is certainly focused on baseball, but we also have been selected uh, for screening in Louisville's International Film Festival which is the following weekend. So we're going to go from Cooperstown to Louisville um, for screenings of the Fall League. Nice. Uh, that, wow, that's that's a action-packed couple weeks. Um, why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about the Fall League movie and, and uh, just kind of give them a quick rundown, you know, no spoilers or anything like that. But um, for those okay. who haven't heard about it, just uh, a quick rundown of it. All right, well, it, it's a... Uh, uh, a one-hour documentary film, um, and it documents uh, the the senior slow-pitch softball leagues in the Dayton, Ohio area, where I'm from. Um, Dayton serves as kind of a magnet for senior leagues. Uh, we have players who come from as far away as Cincinnati, Ohio, and then farther north, Columbus, Ohio. So it's a pretty wide-ranging thing. Um, And we talk about the history of the leagues, how it got started, um, the current players, um, many issues relating to health, um, um, which I'm sure the doctor would be interested in. Um, And we also have some some experts in the film. Um, We have a a local psychologist, Dr. Kathy Platoni, who works a lot with uh, veterans groups. Uh, particularly recent veterans. Um, we have Dr. Leon Spiroff, who's a uh, a senior player himself from the Portland, Oregon area, who was uh, um, a major part of the film. And we also um, were able to bring in Dennis Turner, who's the slow pitch manager for Louisville Slugger, and he also was in the film. Um, and then... Part of the film too, we have so many veterans in the league that we did a we dedicated a section to uh, veterans, um, and as part of that, we were able to bring in some footage with the Wounded Warrior Amputee Softball Team as well. So, um, it's it's a film that covers all aspects of of slow pitch ball and, and particularly for senior slow pitch. That's awesome, Tim. That's awesome. Uh, and that's that's uh, great to hear, man. Uh, especially since I lost my brother in Iraq in 2007, as some of our listeners know, that's that's really cool that you're doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, Tim, for well, we were we were honored to we were honored to meet uh, the the players on the Wounded Warrior Amputee Team and and include them in the film. Uh, we think it's just a big bonus for us. Of course, of course. Oh, tremendous! They're they're very known uh, across the nation, and so um, that only gives you more credibility for your for your film. But Tim, uh, mm-hmm. we forgot to we forgot to let all of our listeners who don't know you, uh, you know, know who you are. Why don't you tell us how are you involved in, in the film, uh, the Fall League? 
Um, well, I am, am the producer, um, and I worked. Uh, we, we actually developed a a production company to do the film. Uh, the film took place um, actually over about an 18-month period. We shot over 100 hours of film, um, and mostly in the Dayton area. Um, through all kinds of weather, you, you know what it's like to play a slow pitch season. You start when it's pretty cold and rainy, and you end up when it's unbearably hot. And so, you know, we we just shot it the way it was. Um, we we did a few uh, interviews, as I mentioned, with some of the experts um, that we wanted to bring in. But most of the footage is about just the the senior players in the league. Uh, showing them as they are. We just wanted to document what we had here. Um, so at any rate, um, I am the producer of the film, but also uh, and one of the things I really liked about it, um, I'm a, a musician, and so I also wrote and performed the music for the soundtrack uh, along with uh, my band and some other musicians that we brought in. So it is a complete film. We have a 16-song soundtrack, uh, which we've won a, uh, you know, a few songwriting awards for several of the songs, and so we're just really, really happy with the overall production. Really nice, really nice. And what about what about the music of uh, of the film? It's I heard you uh, won some awards. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Well, um, it was one of the reasons we did it this way is because I already had music that, um, you know, is copywritten and protected and that sort of thing. But as we were working on the film, I mean, it's it's about a, a eighteen month to two year production from start to finish. I was writing some new material, and as soon as I'd write a song, the director would say, "Oh, we're using that." So, I, you know, I was. There's some original tunes and some previously recorded tunes. Um, and four of the songs, are, as I mentioned, there are 16 songs. Four of the songs have uh, have received recognition from uh, the Songdor International Songwriting Competition for awards. Uh, and we also did, as as part of this production, we uh, our theme song, we have a music video that we shot with many of the players in the league participating in the music video. So that was a separate thing, which uh, was really a lot of fun, too. I bet, man. I bet. And, um, Tim, let me ask you a question. Why Why did you guys decide to, uh, to make this film? Well, um, again, this started from my involvement in music, I had met some um, some young people in the Dayton music scene, right? Uh, and I'm 65. I'm a senior ball player myself, so I was interested in that. But um, the uh, younger people in the music community were, uh, you know, really receptive to, to me going out playing music. Um, and through that, I met a few people. Um, our director of the film, uh, Jennifer Taylor, uh, is kind of known as the rock and roll photographer in our area. Um, she started out with that. Um, the gentleman, our co-producer, uh, Dean Vincent, 
um, I recorded my music at his studio, and as soon as he heard we wanted to do a, a video project, he was right in that because part of his music studio, he also has a video studio. So he came in and uh, is a great, you know, videographer and, and so forth. And so we had a little bit of a crew, a um, young man by the name of Todd the Fox, who often plays in my band, um, he also, you know, wanted to get involved in some kind of a documentary project. And I suggested um, that we do something based on this league because, you know, you don't get to be playing softball when you're 65 or 85 or 90 years old unless you have a story to tell. And we had so many stories in the league that we just felt um, it would it would be a good subject for you know, a documentary film. Oh, no, I bet. I bet. Completely. Um, Tim, where can, uh, where can people buy the DVD, the CDs? You have some merchandise I saw there, some, some T-shirts and stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, Remind everybody uh, where they can find that. Yeah, we have our website is set up. It's www.thefallleague.com. Um, and not only did it, uh, on the home page there, you'd be able to see a preview of the movie. Um, you'd be able to see our music video. And one of the buttons also is for our television licensing. Uh, one of the things I haven't told you about is we have an agreement with a company called GSD Media for television licensing uh, throughout uh, the United States. So we're we're starting to... Once we're past the film festival um, activities, we're starting to get ready um, to do some television screening, hopefully. Um, and so we're working with GSD Media to do that. Um, but all those things are right there on, on our website, uh, which I, I, I feel really good about our website, too, um, because it really gives a lot of the backstory. Um, that you can't really get into the detail on in a movie, per se. So it gives a lot of the history and a lot of the the biographies of the folks who are in the movie. Um, So, yeah, everything's on our website. Um, One of the the other things we're doing, Manny, we're finding that... um, particularly in senior... Uh, citizen centers, and also in veteran centers, um, people are interested in this film. And so uh, we are starting to do some presentation to seniors groups and veterans groups uh, here locally. So if anybody was interested in something like that, um, you know, my contact information is on the website. So we, we would be interested in talking to folks about that as well. That's excellent, great. Excellent. Well, <clears throat> yeah, Tim, definitely. Thank you, man. We, you know, we really appreciate appreciate you coming on the show here and telling us all about it. And uh, for all the listeners out there, again, remember that website is uh, thefalllead.com. Uh, check it out. Documentary again. If you love softball, um, if you love baseball, it, it, it's definitely a good hour for you to spend and get into it. Uh, Tim, again, we want to thank you for coming up into the show here um, and telling us all about it. Um, any closing words, Any anybody else that you wanted to give a shout-out to or anything like that at all before we move on to the next segment? 
Well, again, I would just like to thank you, Manny. You um, were one of our earliest supporters, and you've you've been there for us as you know from the moment you heard about us. So I really do appreciate you having us back on. Um, you know, I, to to all the folks out there who are sitting around, I mean, um, it's hard sometimes to, for younger people to understand that that senior guys are really competitive on the field. So if there's anybody out there sitting around who's uh, maybe retired from the sport and want to pick it up again, there are senior leagues growing like crazy all around the country. And I would encourage people to, uh, you know, look it up in their area and, and you know, get back involved in it. Definitely, Tim, definitely. Uh, Tim, thank you once again for being on, and I know we had spoken about uh, doing some screenings down here in Miami. Remind everybody where the screenings are going to be up there at the uh, Baseball Hall of Fame. Okay, well, um, this Saturday, um, along as part of the uh, Baseball Film Festival at the um, Baseball Hall of Fame in Cooperstown, New York, um, the whole festival, it starts Friday night, um, goes all day Saturday and Sunday morning and ends in the afternoon. So anybody who's a member or wants to be a member in the Cooperstown area. Um, then the following weekend, we're going to be at the Louisville International Film Festival um, in, of course, Louisville, Kentucky. Um, and that is also a three-day film festival. That festival is more geared towards movies in general rather than sports oriented um so we're excited about that because that puts us in a different category um and then as i believe as a result of our screening at cooperstown i've been talking with the uh cincinnati reds hall of fame and we're looking at screening uh after the first of the year at the cincinnati reds hall of fame so we're really excited about that as well that's awesome tim man well, good luck this weekend. Good luck the following weekend. And uh, good luck with Cincinnati, man. Um, Thank you. And good luck Good luck with the film. I've seen it myself. I've seen it a couple times. And it's it's great. And it's it's true what you say about senior softball. Those guys, uh, they're very yeah. competitive. Yeah, and, and I will tell you, man, I know we talked about Miami. I'd love to come down to Miami and do a screening. I just need some you know, help a sponsor or a theater that would sponsor a screening um, to make Great. that happen. So, you know, don't forget about me. <laughs> I won't. I won't, Tim. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. And uh, we'll be right back uh, with Dr. Ray right after this short commercial break. Thank you, Dr. Listen Ray. Listen to the Hot Corner Show every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Eastern right here on the ISPS Radio Podcast Channel. Call the show at 347-637-3978 and talk sports and health topics with Dr. Ray. Plus, slow-pitch softball from around the world with Manuel T. Ferrero III, fantasy sports, special guests, and more. Call the show now on the special guest call-in hotline at 347-637-3978. Now, bring your A-game, because you're about to experience the Hot Corner. All right. All right. Welcome back in, everybody. So we are going to – we're going to do what they call pivot 
right now. And what we're going to do is we actually have a little bit of an issue in our fantasy football league right now. So as the commissioner of the league, it's my job to make sure that everything happens as fair as possible for everybody in the league. Um, So we have both owners involved in a specific trade right now on the line. So what we're going to do is we are going to give the details about what happened and we're going to hear from both sides. So uh, basically what ended up happening was (laughs) one trade was proposed from one owner to the other, and it involved a hurt player already. One of the other players in the trade then got hurt on Sunday and then oh. the trade was accepted oh. after the injury happened. So, first oh. of all, let's let's start with Hans, who is the owner of Team Renegade, who drafted four quarterbacks um, and was trying to trade them off. And uh, <laughs> let's see, let's see what's money. going on right now. Hans, tell us your side of the story here, Hans. What's going on, Team Renegade? Nothing much. I mean, I, 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 had, a, I had a trade. Yeah, thanks. I had a trade for um proposed to me, you know, and I pulled the trade no, no, on the no, trade. Wait. wait. So wait. You know, I, I think I think I think it, honesty hold the, on, Manny. the trade the Manny, trade was sitting here. for a week, one entire week. And when I pulled the trigger on the trade, somebody's crying foul. Well the Manny, other owner you know, has the opportunity let's, let's, to cancel the trade. The other owner has an opportunity to cancel the trade at any time. And did not True. choose to do so. I was not made aware of that by the league commissioner. Was that was that ever stated? If you read your Yahoo rules and regulations, it's stated. No, no, no. The league yes. has to, has to set some rules, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You, we got to go a little bit further back to about a week. Maybe two weeks when ago. When we first met, Manny, which was like 10 years ago. No, someone two weeks ago sent me, uh, who was it? Oh, yeah, Marshawn Lynch, which is my guy, for uh, Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning is 53 years old. He has a spaghetti for an arm. And I, I, re- I said uh, I rejected it. I rejected it. Peyton did some and good I, numbers uh, this weekend, so I, I don't know what you're talking about. I know, and Marshawn Lynch hasn't done crap for me. Exactly. That would have <laughs> been a good trade for you to pull the trigger on, but you didn't. No, I'm, I'm, well, I'm confident. You wanted, to, instead, you wanted Tony Romo. Peyton is still standing. It's a long yeah, season. I want, All right, number one. Tony Romo is still probably going to come back for this year, but here's the whole thing. Week 11. We could, you know, he's still going to come back. He'll be back in time for the playoffs. You know, here's the thing. Andre Ellington is often always hurt as well, too. You know, Tony Romo has a very a very well-documented injury history as well, too, with his low back. He had to get shots last week before the game. Uh, you know, so there right. was a lot of there – there's risk here both ways. You know, the whole thing, though, exactly. is that the trade, the trade was offered, and it wasn't accepted only until after the injury which is, of course, you know, smart on Hans's part, dumb on Manny's part, but is it fair? All right, so that's really what we're trying to get to on the bottom line. Well, so if you guys are listening hey, in, Dr. Ray, you have – Dr. Ray, I've got one other go point to add. Is go it ahead. fair for a trade? A trade goes through. The majority of the league does not disapprove the trade. 
Now, the majority of the league either didn't pay attention or approved the trade, which to me says, okay, the, 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 the league approved it. And I don't think it's to the commissioner to, over, to, to overturn that if the rest of the league didn't do so. Exactly. And, but here's the Every thing. Every trade needs Nobody, to be approved. I'm, you're 100% right. And I've never, I've never been one of the people that have, unless I saw a trade that was like crazy. And, and to be honest, a lot of people don't pay attention to any of the Yahoo emails, these kinds of things. So that's why I went ahead and I put a poll on there. So, so everybody knows. I think there's a poll yeah, on there that you that you can take a look at and vote and either click yes or click no. And when we get enough votes, that's when we're going to go ahead and we're going to determine whether we're going to let the trade stand or whether we're going to go ahead and return it. But either way, it's all going to go down before Thursday. So let's get the votes in so that we can make it happen. And if there's anybody out there that's listening that wants to chime in as well too and tell us should we let the trade stand or should we flip it, we'll count those votes as well too. So if you guys have friends, tell them to uh, let us know. Tell them to tweet us. Tell them to let us know what's going on. If you want, Hans, if you want to keep if you want to keep uh, Ellington, Manny, if you want to get rid of if you want to get rid of Romo. Then I suggest you guys tell everybody to vote because that's what it's going to come down to. It's not my decision; it's a well, league decision. So that's what we got to get. I to. think as a legal scholar, as a legal scholar, I think it's only fair to say that the league has already voted. Okay, yeah, exactly. voted or not voted, Listen, which is why the trade went through. I am a uh, I am an American, and uh, I'm going to have to double jeopardy doesn't work. No, I'm going to have to take a high vote here. on this. And uh, the people voted already. And this is this is what happens in democracy when you don't vote or when you don't pay attention to what you're voting for or against. There and you they go. Voted against me. They voted against me this time. That's fine. Let Hans take Ellington. He needs a running back. I will. I already got a quarterback, so I will drop Robo and I'll pick something else up. Don't worry about it. No problem. Well, guys, well, I'll tell you what, guys. guys. I'll take the low road. I need a running back. <laughs> yeah, I'm on two. I'm on two. You know the I'm best part is, is that the best part is is that Manny's in eleventh and Hans is in twelfth. So right now this is about as as exciting as Yeah. <laughs> I heard you. Hey guys, I gotta uh, bail out because I gotta I gotta jump into a class, so I'll talk to you guys later. <laughs> All, All right, right Hans. Thanks for calling good in, buddy. Good luck. Good luck the rest good. of the way. All right, good. Bye. All right, excellent. So let's go ahead and let's uh, do a little bit of a roundup here for the rest of what went on uh, during the the league this week. And um, yeah, that was that was some fun. That's why I love having the managers call in. You know, it's, it's always a lot of fun, especially when there's this kind of stuff going on. So. There's been uh there's been some moves being made now. I'm surprised because Mandy, you only have one move made so far, and that's like a record for you. Um, <laughs> normally you're burning up the waiver wires. I'm not comfortable, man. And it's it's not that I don't have good players. It's just that I'm starting the wrong guy. And let me tell you, I got a I got a bone to pick with all these so-called. A NFL fantasy football experts and what you may call this and start this guy and you should go this way. Bah, 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 bah. 
Ah, for the second week in a row, 0 and 2, and uh, my bench scores more than my uh, well, at least in my running backs. My two running backs on my bench scored more than the two running backs that I started. Unbelievable. Well, man, listen, that's what this game is all about. It's about getting those players on there. And uh, I'll tell you what, there was a lot of high scoring in the league. I got lucky because I only beat somebody by seven points, and they scored pretty high. They had 133 points. They would have beat one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. They would have beat eight other people um, in the league. So, you know, that's what it's just about sometimes getting lucky and who you're playing, you know. There would have been uh, two teams that were within one point of each other that were playing each other. That would have been you and Fisher. If you were playing Fisher last week, you would have won by .5 points. So, you know, it's all about who you play in the head-to-head and what's going on, and sometimes you get lucky. Now, our our um, week two biggest blowout was a 65-point victory by Shelley's team over Renegade, and Shelley's team just blew up this past weekend. Uh, Shelly had, he started everybody, right? He had Tom Brady, he had Amari Cooper, he had Crabtree, he had uh, Peterson, uh, Steve Smith. Everybody just came to play for Shelly this past weekend. So he actually did really, really well. He scored 170 points uh, last week, and and that I think so far has been the high. Um, So, so far the league is shaking up. We've got three teams at 2-0. We've got three teams at 0-2, and, and everybody else is right in the middle there at 1-1. One and one. So, again, there's a lot going out um, as far as injury, a lot of players going out with injuries, and, and this is when it's important to have that depth. You know, so sometimes, you know, teams will try to trade two or three players to get one, you know, bigger name and, you know, one injury, and before you know it, you're out of luck. So, you know, that's always a good strategy, but you got to make sure that you have depth as well, too. But right now is a great opportunity to buy to buy low, um, to sell high, you know. And so I wanted to give you guys a great, a great, great, great buy low candidate. Um, and for me, that is Andrew Luck. Um, you know, a lot of teams, you know, a lot of teams that took Andrew Luck got him in the first round or the second round, probably the latest, the third round probably one of the first quarterbacks to be taken off the board. Um, and with good reason, he's a great quarterback. And I tell you what, he's got a lot of new players around him, new running backs. It's going to take a little bit of time for them to gel there. But I don't think that Andrew Luck is going to be this bad for the whole season. So I think that if you guys are out there and you've got some players that were off to a hot start, you know, somebody like Andrew Luck may be a good uh, target for you to to think about. So that's somebody that I would that I would check out right now. But if we were to say who is the number one, well, uh, let's call it let's call it position player, um, Manny. Who who do you think would be the number one position player based on fantasy points right now? Right now, right now. Yep. Uh... That's not a quarterback. Position player. That's not a quarterback. Odell Beckham Jr. Odell Beckham Jr. is actually not even in the top 20 right now. Uh, The number one position player is Antonio Brown, who is in the hot corner squad. So he is followed very closely by Julio Jones, 
who's on Team Tillman, who's also doing very well. Team Tillman actually has the most points scored out of all the teams. And then after that, we then have mixed in with a few quarterbacks, Rob Gronkowski, then Julian Edelman, and thanks to this past week, then Larry Fitzgerald. Travis Benjamin, who this is this is somebody who, if you have, you want to sell high right now. Um, I don't foresee Travis Benjamin to be one of the highest-scoring players uh, moving forward here. I think that if you can try to package somebody with with him and try to go after Andrew Luck, you might be able to get an unsuspecting owner to pull the trigger there um, and and basically chase points. So that may be a good idea. <clears throat> but basically, again, what we're looking at right now is a great opportunity to, to buy low and sell high. So this is something that, that I would take uh, to look at. But um, why don't we go ahead and let's take a quick break and let's go ahead and get into the health topic of the night. And uh, when we come back from the health topic, we'll go ahead and we'll finish up and we'll do a little bit more fantasy to close out the show. Uh, But we're going to be right back talking health right after this quick break. Frontier Spine and Healthcare brings you the cutting edge in healthcare with all the newest research and techniques in natural medicine. Although many people share the same symptoms, they all have them for different reasons. Using thorough physical examination and the newest technology in diagnostic testing, we can truly discover why you have the symptoms you do. Remember that good doctors know what you have, but great doctors know why. Call 786-353-HEAL or click www.353heal.com to schedule your appointment and experience the future of medicine today. Predictive preventive and personalized frontier spine and healthcare area code 786-353-HEAL or www.353heal.com all right all right so let's get into this quickly here um and and again this is going to be part one of a three-part series And what we're going to be talking about is the three components to health. And what I want you guys to think about is, and a great way to picture this is to be truly healthy, all right? Um, Think about a three-legged stool, all right? And this three-legged stool has three legs, physical, chemical, and emotional. And all of these need to be balanced in order for you to sit on that stool and to be healthy. So the first leg is physical health. And what are we talking about when it comes to physical health? So physical health means functionality before anything. Physical health doesn't just mean that you're strength, that you're strong, excuse me, and that you have a lot of strength or that you have a lot of stamina or that you are extremely flexible. But instead, it's a combination of all of these different aspects of your physical health that make up your ability to be healthy. So when it comes to treating people physically, what can we do in order to help out? Well, obviously, there's exercise. This is probably the most important component when it comes to physical health. And exercise can come in many different ways. There can be activities. There can be uh, weightlifting. There can be cross-training. There can be CrossFit. There can be Zumba classes, yoga. There's a million and one ways to work on physical health. And the goal when you're when you're working on the physical side of your health is to be as balanced as possible again as well, just like with that stool. So a good combination of working on strength, working on speed, working on agility, 
working on flexibility especially is very important. And I think that flexibility is one of the things that is most neglected when it comes to people's workouts. You know, I was one of those people that always go to the gym, run a mile for a warm-up, pump some weights, and then get out of there and never stretch. And the problem with that is that every time that, you, that you're working out, what's really going on is you're putting a controlled stress onto your, onto your musculoskeletal system. And what that stress is doing is it's breaking that system down. And what your body is doing in response to that is adapting. And that adaptation is where you get stronger. It's where your muscles grow. It's where you get the desired results. So the, in that adaptation period, the way that your muscles heal is not linearly. And this is important because when you think about your muscles, what you want to think about is kind of like little filaments of, let's, man, this is hard to explain without, uh, without a diagram or without anything like that. But let's say take your hands and put them right in front of you and open your fingers up. And if you were to slide your fingers okay, and have your palms facing you and open your fingers up a little bit. But if you were to slide your fingers in between one another to kind of make like a lock and a key type of a thing, this is the way that your muscles work, all right? So when your muscles contract, it's like your fingertips go all the way to the end of your other fingertips, and it makes it completely closed. And when they relax, they come out to the end. Now, when your muscles get broken down, what ends up happening is, these fibers or your fingers end up becoming loose and they need to heal. So instead of healing linearly, like you're looking at your fingers, you know, and it's only going left to right and right to left, they start to heal up and down as well too. And these are called muscular adhesions. So when people, you see people doing, uh, you know, the foam roller and massage and knots and those things, these are called adhesions. So if you're not stretching, every time you break your muscles down, these adhesions are sealing your muscles together and they're making them contract more and, and basically getting rid of their tensile strength and making them very, very hey, doc, short. Hey, hey, Dr. Ray, are you inside of a box? Am I inside of a box? <laughs> it sounds um, like you're inside I, I of a box. I'm inside well, of a room. Of I'm inside of a box. Uh, am, I thinking, am I thinking inside the box right now? I think you were. I think I think it's your. Uh, you were too close to the microphone. Ah, okay. I'm sorry about that. Um, no problem. No, well, thanks for thanks for letting me know. Am I better now? Yes, perfect. All right, great. So, again, to get back to that point now is basically, if you're not stretching and those muscles get very tight, think about now a rubber band. If you take that rubber band and you pull it and you and you just put a little tension in it. You can pull it a lot farther quickly and it won't snap. But if you take that rubber band and you pull it very, very tight and you suddenly pull it just a little bit more, there's a pretty good chance that it's actually going to break on you. And this is very similar to how muscles get pulled. This is how a lot of times you see, oh, he tweaked the hamstring or he tweaked this or he tweaked that. What ends up happening is those fibers rip apart a little bit too much. And so making sure that they're, they're loose and making sure that they're stretched is a great way to, to avoid those injuries. Now, there's a certain timeline in chronological order that the stretching needs to be done. You don't necessarily want to stretch before you do a workout because when you stretch, your job is to tear those fibers down so that they can align the right way. But if you tear fibers down before you start working out, you're going to limit your ability to be strong and you're going to limit your ability to have stamina. So 
you never want to stretch before you do a workout. You want to warm up, but you don't want to actually stretch very deeply and try to really tear that muscle down. So for all those people that stretch first and then go and, and work out, you're actually not working out as great as you can. So that's one little tip that can make a difference for you there. But you do want to spend time working out. Now, the other, the other part of it, and this is something that's very important for me, is making sure that everything is balanced. A lot of times we work chest, we work biceps all the time, but we don't work out back enough or we don't work out our neck muscles or we don't work out our core. You have to work out all your muscles equally. And making sure that you have that balance is what keeps you healthy. Because if you don't have balance with your muscular system, uh, and it, you guys are probably going to hear me say balance 500 times throughout these three segments, but that's what it's really all about, is about balancing the posterior chain versus the anterior chain, the push muscles versus the pull muscles. So finding that balance is really important. And you can train them in different ways. And that's really something that if you don't know how to do, you need to learn how to do, or you need to find somebody that can help you do that. And there's a lot of trainers um, that, that can help you with that as well, too, at your local gyms. Um, even online trainers might be able to help you come out with a plan for that as well, too. So that's something that I would suggest. And then the last part of the physical health is chiropractic, acupuncture, these types of things. Um, massage, infrared sauna. These things are all great because what they do is they align things. Now, chiropractic, a lot of people think, oh, it's just cracking bones. But what is the point of cracking or adjusting these bones? These bones hold your nervous system, and your nervous system is what allows everything in your body to work. Without your nervous system, you can't live, you can't breathe, you can't digest, you can't move your arm, you can't wiggle your toe, you can't do anything. So, you know, when somebody gets their spinal cord injured, what happens? They become paralyzed. And, and so that's when it's very injured. But when the bones are out of place, they build inflammation, and that puts small amounts of pressure on nerves. Now, there's been studies that have shown that the pressure or the weight of a dime can change the way that a nerve works. So there's, if there's inflammation in your joints, that's going to cause a lot of issues, and that can change the way that your nerves are working, and that can change the way that your brain is communicating with the outside world. So getting adjusted is extremely important, and that's why most athletes do it because they realize that, you know, it's a game of inches, and every inch counts. And if the nervous system is working at its optimal level, that's going to allow them to communicate and to make things happen as fast and as efficiently as possible and as optimal as possible. So it's extremely important, and I know that most athletes do this, most Olympic athletes, most professional athletes. I was watching uh, the tennis the other day, and I was watching somebody get adjusted. I've seen football players getting adjusted on the sidelines. Um, almost every NFL team has a chiropractor, um, and, and so they realize the importance of it. So you don't have to be a professional athlete to get it. Um, a lot of chiropractors are covered by insurance. So definitely it's something, you know, everybody says, oh, once you go, you have to keep going. Um, definitely. You know, how, how long do you have to go to the gym in order to be healthy? Um, you have to keep going. And, and the same thing happens with the chiropractor. You know, you want to get to a maintenance phase, but at the same time it is something that, that you do need to address and that you do need to take care of. Um, so that's really all about, the physical side of health. Um, and, and, you know, massage is another great way to, to loosen those muscles, get rid of those knots, break up those adhesions. Um, and most chiropractors will have a massage therapist in their office. So I would suggest that you invest in yourself, 
Go to the chiropractor. Go get massage. Take time to spend on yourself with the physical side of your health because as you get older, you're going to realize that the physical side is, is the thing that starts to decline probably the fastest. And if you enjoy competition and you like the sports and you want to be out there, you know, it sucks being on the sidelines. So take care of yourself, invest in yourself, and take care of the physical side of health. And if you have any questions, again, I'm always here for you guys. Whatever you need, tweet me, call me, whatever the case is, and we'll get you the information that you need. Um, So that's going to do it for our health section of the night. We're going to break real quick, and we'll be right back with our sports dork right after this. And now, the moment you've all been waiting for. It's Sports with the Sports Dork. Live right now on the ISPS Radio Network. With sports news and entertainment for all you dwarks out there. Follow him on Twitter at David Dwork. And call the show now at 347-637-3978. And ask the dwark anything. Nothing's off topic. And now, the sports dwarf, David Dwarf. All right, and we are back with Mr. Dwarf. David, how you doing tonight, sir? I'm doing good, Dr. A, man. How's it going? Never better, my man. I actually really never better. I- I've got like a, a newfound taste for life today after being in bed the past couple of days with the flu. So um, uh, I'm doing great. Yeah, uh, fantasy this week for me was kind of crazy. Uh, won a few, won a few leagues, lost a few leagues. I think six is too many. I don't know how I'm gonna, I don't know how I'm gonna get that <laughs> down. But um, <laughs> it's crazy. But uh, either way, there's been a lot of things going on, and I was just telling Manny earlier. Um, you know, I think now is a great time for buy low, sell high kind of, you know, uh, type of a situation. Um, but what, what's your biggest takeaway from week two right now so far fantasy-wise? Uh, so far it's been pretty unpredictable. I mean, a lot of the guys that you expected to perform like, uh, you know, running back ones or wide receiver ones aren't really doing that. And, and guys who were late-round pickups uh, like Larry Fitzgerald had a huge game last weekend. Uh, so it, you know, it's really during the month of September, I always just kind of try to wait and see before jumping to any major conclusions, just because, you know, teams are finding their footing. They're trying to figure out what kind of offense they're going to run. So, uh, you know, for the time being, like I'm, I'm with you on the buy low, sell high. There's a couple of trades that I was trying to make in, uh, in my leagues that are still kind of in the, uh, in the transition mode. So we'll have to see how all that plays out. But, um, you know, right now it's just a matter of trying to scour the waiver wires and figure out which guys can be good pickups week to week and uh, and just go from there. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. It's one of those times where, you know, you, you kind of you're like, oh, no, like Manny, for example, sitting at 0-2 uh, making trades for Tony Romo. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I don't <laughs> – Manny, tell, tell David what's going on here. Uh, listen, Dr. Ray. Uh, I don't know if you remember that I said at the at the beginning of the show I'm not speaking to any more of these so-called NFL fantasy experts. So you better tell. <laughs> oh you better tell our special guest. <laughs> uh, 
Thanks, but no thanks. <laughs> I don't blame you, Manny. <laughs> um, yeah, Marshawn Lynch. Yeah, why don't you start Marshawn Lynch and uh, Lamar Miller over Danny Woodhead and Vereen? Yeah, yeah, great call. Great call on that one, guys. Yeah, I said I've been I've been pushing Woodhead and Vereen and PPRs, man. PPR leagues, those guys are your friends because they rack up the catches. Lamar yeah, Miller. Said, I, yeah, before the said, season, a lot of people were all over Lamar Miller. He looked so good, and Miami yeah. is just not running the ball at all. So until they get that going, I you know personally, I would stick Lamar on my bench and stick the stick the PPR guys in my lineup and just let those points rack up, you know. I hear you, but uh, I'm but sorry, you know what? Don't Dr. don't Ray, listen to me though, because I'm gonna get in trouble. Yeah, listen, Doctor Ray. <laughs> um, why don't you have Why don't you have the sports dork um, figure out our little case with the Jafakin? All right, so let me break it down here. All right, so I'm not gonna tell you who's who here, um, but we we're having a little situation in our fantasy league right now, and and me being the commissioner, I have to keep it fair for everybody. So. Basically, we had one team propose to another team um, about a week ago, Tony Romo for Andre Ellington. And that trade was then accepted at around 7 o'clock on Sunday, which was at about an hour and a half after Tony Romo went down, clutching his left arm after being landed on by a defensive lineman, which everybody who's ever watched a football game knows is probably a clavicle. So... The whole problem here is that the trade was on the table for a week, and it wasn't accepted until after the injury happened. Um, But now there's question as to whether the trade should be reversed or the trade should stand firm, being as that Ellington was already injured at the time that it was offered, and they were understanding that one player was injured and so on and so forth. So if you were the commissioner, what would you do, David? Uh. What I would do is probably put the onus on the team owners because if you know if it was me in that situation and I had that trade on the table and I knew that you know I was offering up somebody that you know if I was offering up Tony Romo for or you know for a guy that is injured but could not get injured and then suddenly Romo goes down you know if you're a savvy fantasy player you got to realize oh crap there's a trade that could potentially go through right now where I'm going to get screwed. So I got to jump on my computer and cancel that immediately. So for me, I feel like the onus is more on the owners than it is on the commissioner because, like you said, it was there for a week. They were well aware of the situation. So that's my opinion. All right. Well, we currently have it set up for a league vote. Um, and so we're going we're gonna to go through, and whatever the, the league decides by Thursday is going to be what ends up happening. Again, because we're going to try to keep everything as fair as possible. That's how we do it on the Hot Corner Listener League. But uh, thanks for the input, you know, and, um, you know, that's definitely – it's been a fun situation, to say the least, so far. Um, <laughs> and it's created a little bit of drama, so it's made it like a nice little reality show. So it's been fun uh, with that. But um, I wanted to ask your opinion on a couple of guys. Um, <clears throat> number one, do you see any value going forward in um, – What's this guy? Uh, once once uh, Le'Veon Bell gets back in D'Angelo Williams. Oh, D'Angelo Williams? Any, any, yeah, do you see any value in keeping him after Le'Veon Bell comes back? Because he's been off the charts um, his first two weeks. Yeah, well, that's the, that's the main reason to hang on to him, at least for a couple weeks, to see how it goes. Uh, I was actually reading up on that earlier today. Mike Tomlin has said 
even though Le'Veon Bell is a guy who hates to come off the field, he hates it. But Mike Tomlin said he's going to stick with D'Angelo because when you have a guy playing as well as he is and meshing so well with that offense, you'd be silly not to keep rolling him out there. He's certainly not going to get the same amount of touches that he's been getting, but I still see him going out there every three or four, third or fourth series. So it's, I'd be willing to hang on to him for at least a week or two and see how the dynamic works once Le'Veon Bell gets back in the mix. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah, that's, some, that's similar to the opinion I had on the situation. And, of course, you know, Le'Veon Bell, you know, who knows injury-wise what could happen, but that's a great handcuff, if anything, there. So if you've got room on the bench, um, definitely a good stash as well, too. And the other guy I wanted to ask you about was Dion Lewis, who's also been playing fairly well in New England. Um, you know, is, is he the back to own, or is it LeGarrette Blunt, or what do you think about this about that situation there? Uh, it's always so hard to to figure out the running back situation in New England. But, um, you know, I picked up Deion Lewis in one of my leagues. The way that he's been playing, it's kind of hard to do anything but stick with him because he's doing it all for the Patriots. He's catching passes out of the backfield, and he's running like a beast. So, uh, for now, I would say that Deion Lewis is the guy. I mean, you know, Bill Belichick can change his mind at the drop of a hat. But, you know, the way that Deion Lewis is playing, he'd be silly not to continue to play him. So I think uh, we might actually see a little bit of a different situation in New England this year than what we're used to. If Deion Lewis continues to perform the way he's been, then uh, he could just be that you know lead horse back for the rest of the season. And then LeGarrette Blunt can be what he generally is suited to be, which is a change of pace, big bruising kind of third down back. So you know I'm willing to wait and see. But Deion Lewis playing as well as he has, you know I'm I'm excited to see what's uh, in the future for him, considering I just picked him up in one of my leagues. <laughs> yeah, there we go. All right. And um, finally, I wanted to ask you about the Dolphins' backfield. I know that, you know, Lamar Miller stay had a away, little bit of a – Stay away. <laughs> stay away. Um, well, definitely. I mean, you know, you know that – We've been talking about it here on the show, even the Tannehill's obviously, you know, stepping up and, and they're passing a lot right now. Um, but I think a lot of this also has to do with the fact that we're not getting ahead early. You know, we're kind of in these really close games, and so we're not really able to establish the run to control the game tempo here. So I think that situation is going to kind of turn around a little bit as the defense starts to gel a little bit more. You know, that's just my opinion from what I've been seeing. Um but at the same time, you know, with the injury that Lamar Miller is dealing with right now, what do you expect to see happening this weekend on the field there? And again, a little bit, a little bit more down down the road here. Well, uh, as far as this weekend goes, uh, I, I know that what, the, what they were saying after practice today was that they're just kind of going to see how Miller's ankle responds as the week goes on, to see if uh, to see if he's going to be the be able to play this week. I know they signed Jonas Gray off the practice squad again. Uh, so his uh, his activeness for the game on Sunday is probably going to hinge on whether or not Lamar is healthy enough to play. Personally, I think he's going to be okay because he said after the game on Sunday that he was okay. They held him back today, but I, I have a feeling he's going to play. And, uh, you know, Dolphins offensive coordinator Bill Lazor even said after that game that he needs to get better uh, as far as calling running plays, that he admitted that after a couple of running plays didn't work, he would just kind of shy away from it and keep throwing the ball and throwing the ball, which is what we've all seen happen. So I feel like they're going to make more of a concentrated effort to stick to the run, even if it doesn't succeed early. Because generally, uh, you know, as you guys I'm sure have seen watching football forever, 
that running backs get better as the game goes on. The, the more that they're out there, the more they get a feel for the game and the, the flow of the game, the way their offensive line is playing, they get better as the quarters go by. And Lamar is no different. You know, he, he was like that at UM. And uh, if he gets that chance, I think he'll be like that in Miami. So, you know, I'm not ready to completely jump ship on the Dolphins running game. I want to see if Bill Lazor is going to stick to his word from earlier this week. Because, uh, like, what we saw from Lamar Miller during the preseason and during training camp, he looked better than ever. He looked so explosive. He looked powerful. I was excited for the possibilities. And it's just frustrating that they haven't been able to reach that yet. But I feel as though they can as long as, long as they don't uh, continue to shy away from the run. So we'll see how it plays out. Well, he yeah, just got dropped. Not dropped, but he's in the bench for uh, Danny Woodhead. Danny Woodhead is starting <laughs> in for Lamar Miller this weekend. Yeah, I would do the same thing, Manny. Until Lamar and the Dolphins' offense show that they can be a sustainable running attack, I would do the same thing, especially if it's a PPR. Manny, you know that this weekend Lamar Miller is going to rush for 150 yards and two touchdowns, and Danny Whitehead is going to get hurt. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm just kidding, Manny. It's just fun to mess with you, man. We're on a roll right now. But um, actually, David, I got one more question for you. What okay. happened on the last play with Landry, your best player, wide open with nobody even covering him on a fourth and one? You know, I mean, what what was what was your opinion on that play? What did you think about all that right there? You know, the way that we ended up, you know, closing out that game versus Jacksonville. Uh, that's a situation that Ryan Tannehill hasn't been in very often in his pro career. And, you know, as we've seen with him, he's the kind of guy that he gets better as he gets in those situations. You know, that was, that's a very difficult situation for any quarterback. You know, being, you know, down, down a score with under a minute left, no timeouts. So it, it's understandable that he got a little bit overflustered, if you allow me to create a word. But, um, yeah, it's frustrating because they definitely had the opportunity to move the ball down the field. That was a very ugly set of downs for Miami. But I feel like it's just kind of part of the maturation process for Tannehill where we're just going to have to let him grow and get more better adapted. I mean, hopefully the Dolphins won't be in those situations very often, but maybe now they'll put more of an emphasis on it during practice. They do a lot of two-minute drill stuff. They do a lot of red zone stuff. Um, and you never want to prepare to be losing, uh, you know, but it's that kind of thing where you want to be ready for every situation. I mean, Bill Belichick puts his team – that's all he does is situations in practice, situations, anything you can think of. And, you know, you see the Patriots are pretty much prepared for anything that gets thrown at them. So it's the kind of lesson that any other coach could take from that. Because, you know, like you said, Landry was wide open. The, poss- the possibilities, the options were there that they could have done something with that drive, but it just fizzled into a big nothing wad of loss in Jacksonville. And uh, it is frustrating. You know, I'm sure you guys were just as frustrated as I was watching that play out. Definitely. Uh, David, um, the other day I was watching uh, Monday Night Football, and I don't know if you if you've seen it where they go around the uh, they go around the desk and on yeah. the field with the reporters, and they uh, they ask who who do they think is going to win, uh, you know, the game. I think we should do the same. Uh, on Thursday night football, uh, since it's tomorrow, um, who do you think is going to win 
Redskins and uh, and the Giants tomorrow. Maybe we'll have some type of running uh, running bet where uh, I don't know the, the winner gets something at the end. I don't know. Who knows? We'll do something. <laughs> no, we, we can all go out drinking, and the winner picks up the t- uh, the loser picks up the tab. Something like that. The worst the worst record picks up the tab. There you go. Yeah. Um, tomorrow that night I'm taking good. the Giants at home, man. Uh, you know the Giants. They I think they're the. I, I can't remember the exact stat, but they're like the first team in like 50 years to be leading two games by to be leading two games by 10 plus points in the fourth quarter and lose them both. Um, the Giants have shown that they can be a good team, but they've really faltered down the stretch. I think that uh, they're going to show up in front of their home crowd and finally get off the Schneid and get that win. So I'm definitely taking the Giants tomorrow night. Yeah, I think I'm I'm uh I'm going with Eli as well, man. I'm going with the Giants at home. What about you, Doctor Ray? Doctor Ray, we we lost you. Doctor Ray, Doctor Ray, he he stepped out the back door. He doesn't want to pick the same. Uh oh, <laughs> you guys can't hear me. <laughs> you guys there can't he hear me now. All right, yeah, I'm back. I'm back in now. the game. All right, so I'm actually going to switch it up a little bit on you guys, and I'm going to actually take the Redskins. And the what? reason is because I like the emergence of Matt Jones. I think that they're starting to, to come together a little bit. I think that Deshaun Jackson being out actually helps them a little bit because when they try to throw the ball deep and so on and so forth, it works one out of ten times, you know, that kind of a thing. But I think that more importantly, the, the the Giants, excuse me, are missing, you know, core players at each level. You know, Jason Pierre-Paul being out, Beeson being out, Rogers Cromartie dealing with an injury last week. Um, you know, I think their defense is just is, is just porous at this time, and uh, and you know, I, I don't they, they're not closing games. They don't have that that instinct right now. And I think Coughlin is on the hot seat and I think that they're pressing a lot in New York. And so for that, uh, you know, for all those reasons, I think I'm going to go with the, uh, with the Redskins and, and not only that, but I want to switch it up and, and, you know, we can't all go for the same, for the same people. So, um, but anyway, I go for the skins, not to mention, I got a soft spot for the skins. I like those guys. <laughs> well, cause you love your Seminoles. So you see the similarities there. Yeah, they're yeah, exactly. It's, it's that garnet and gold. <laughs> Definitely. Well, uh, right, so, uh, man, I think Dr. Ray, Dr. Ray picks the Redskins, and the Sports Stork and myself pick the Giants for tomorrow's Thursday Night Football. All right, I'll be watching. Lock it up. All right, <clears throat> lock it up. And picks are in. All right, excellent. So, um, Manny, did you have anything else for David? We're, we're like 15 minutes overtime. We're going to have to extend the show. Um, I think that's it. I think it's just we don't have enough time anymore to just get it all in. We, you know, we used to say we're packing it all in into an hour, but it's just not it's just not happening. We're going to have to make it at least an hour and a half here. But um, anything, you have anything else for, for uh, David? Nothing much. Uh, David, let me ask your opinion and take it into consideration. Um, yeah. Marshawn Lynch or Vereen? Uh, let's see. The, the the Giants have the Redskins at home, and um, who's Seattle got this week? Seattle. Uh, I'm trying to remember. Seattle. I was just looking at it too. Uh, Chicago. Uh, ah, Chicago. Well, um, no, I, I would go with Lynch. I, I would stay with Lynch for at least another week. 
Uh, Chicago's defense hasn't exactly been scaring anybody. And Marshawn, you know, he hasn't been getting in the end zone, but he has been putting up yardage. So, you know, I, you could do the opposite of what I would do, but I would stick with Marshawn. And Marshawn is playing at home, correct? Yeah, I believe so. Well, Manny, I would tell then, you that I would definitely stick with with Marshawn this week because the Bears, I think, are last in almost every defensive category. So, definitely. Yeah, and the Seahawks are getting Cam Chancellor back. So, they're likely to be playing ahead. They're not going to be giving up as much. So, uh, I think it's a good week to have Marshawn. All right. So yeah, I would agree with Marshawn, that. Marshawn and Woodhead. There you go. You know, I think the better, the better, I think the bigger choice that you have there, Manny, would be either Woodhead or Vereen. Um, I think that's more where you want to try to to decipher. But Lynch, I think, is a must play this week. And then, you know, I would wait up until game time to try to decipher that. The only problem that you have there is that, you know, obviously Vereen plays tomorrow night. So I guess it just depends on do you want to have a Thursday night player in there or or what do you want to do? I already have Barsan. Marshawn is playing tomorrow. He's one of my wife's series. <laughs> All right, fellas, there it is. I I'm gotta run, go. guys. <laughs> I'm at I'm at my family right, for dinner, right. and they're like giving me the stink eye to come back in the house. <laughs> All right, work. <laughs> All right, thanks Dave. Thanks a lot for joining us, and uh, and we'll we'll be talking with you. Have a good one. Enjoy dinner. All right, thanks, fellas. We'll get back at it next Wednesday. Bye bye. You got it. Take care. That was our very own Sports Dwarf, bringing you all the sports news and entertainment you need. Thanks again for listening in. We hope you enjoyed Sports with the Sports Dwarf, David Dwarf. Now, don't be a real dork. The show's not over. Keep listening. Here are Dr. Ray and Manuel T. Ferrero III. All right, so uh, again, we want to thank everybody for listening tonight. Uh, we actually had a, a reply on Facebook to what the favorite yogiism is, and somebody actually said one of my favorite yogiisms, which was, it ain't over till it's over. So that was Tatiana Dana. We want to thank uh, thank her for participating and give her a shout-out. Um, good friend of mine, and, and also pretty cool that she knows about a yogiism. So, uh Yogi, that just tells you about how, how far these yogiisms transcended into everyday life. So, uh, again, you know, big shout-out to Yogi and, and to his family and to everything that he did for the game of baseball. And, uh, Manny, I know, again, especially being such a big Yankees fan that you are, um, a sad day for you guys, but great show. want to thank everybody for listening and for, and for uh, being a part of it. Again, uh, Tim Gabbard from the Fall League movie. Check that out again, thefalleaguemovie.com. Uh, we want to thank David for coming on again. Um, want to thank you guys for listening about the physical part of your health. Remember, next week we're going to be talking with David again. Um, and we're also going to be talking from Steve Goody from Pocket Radar um, at pocketradio.com. So we're going to be talking about all that. Um, and we're also going to be talking about the chemical That's side of your health. And, um, sorry about that. Oh, sorry about Pocket, that. No, no problem. Pocketradar.com. All right, perfect. So if you guys are interested in knowing what Pocket Radar is, then tune in next week. Uh, Manny, go ahead and give out some shout-outs right now, and then we'll go ahead and close it all up tonight. 
No, I want to give a shout out uh, to Hans, Hans the Jafakin, who uh, who pulled a fast <laughs> one on me. <laughs> um, but it's all right, it's all right. Don't worry about it. Um, and uh, Tim, Tim Gabbard from the uh, the Fall League movie, Doctor Ray, of course, and uh, the sports dwarf, David Dwork. And um, <laughs> our condolences to the uh, Yogi Berra family. And uh, man, bro, it, it it feels like uh, like if you're part of the Yankee family, like we lost a grandfather. You know what I mean? So uh, definitely, our condolences to their family, man. And uh, next weekend, I'm interested to uh, talk to Steve Goody from PocketRadar.com. Check it out, Pocket Radar. Uh, that little machine does a lot of things, man. It's pretty cool, so check it out. All right, there you have it. want to thank everybody again for listening in tonight. Uh, catch us back here next Wednesday on the Hot Corner at 7 o'clock. Um, and we may have an hour and a half show for you next week. So get ready from 7 to 8 and maybe a little bit past. want to thank everybody again for joining us here. Have a great night. And until next week, everybody be well and go Skins. Yeah, go Giants. You've just heard the, the Hot, Hot Corner, Corner Show on the ISPS Radio Podcast Network with a softball-playing chiropractor and official chiropractor of ISPS, Dr. Ray Tolmos, and commissioner of international slow-pitch softball, Manuel T. Ferrero III. Remember to follow the show and hosts on Twitter and Facebook at ISPSO at D-R-R-A-Y-T. We hope you enjoyed the show and invite you to listen in to Dr. Ray and Manuel T. Ferrero III each and every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Eastern right here on the International Slow Pitch Softball Radio Podcast Channel at ISPSRadio.com. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.